Sunspots Comics now. This issue of the Sunspots Comics podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo at cryptidzoo.com. Cryptid Zoo is basically a t-shirt line that's uniquely and strangely infused with augmented reality, and it's inspired by cryptozoology folklore figures like the Bigfoot. All the shirts are designed and hand-screen printed on 100% cotton, pre-shrunk t-shirts by the artist and owner of Cryptid Zoo, our friend Julian Meyer. You gotta see it. You hover your smartphone over the shirt and it does stuff on the screen. It's pretty crazy. It just comes to life. You gotta see it. So please check out cryptidzoo.com and also... Use the promotional code Sunspots Comics. That's right, and you'll get 30% off your purchase. Most of the Cryptid Zoo shirts are about 27 bucks, so it's a great deal, and that's with tax and shipping included before the discount. So don't forget, use Sunspots Comics as your promo code on cryptidzoo.com, and you'll get a big discount. And that is C R Y P T I D Zoo.com. <laughs> Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 128, covering the brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, new comic book day, October 11th. And this particular podcast is super strong, but does have difficulty seeing through lead. I am your comic book loving host, Chris Latori. Thank you so much for joining us right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope that you and your loved ones are all doing very well. So, the Sunspots Comics Podcast, what is it all about? What is this thing? Well, the gist is... Using 1.21 giga years of comic book reading experience and presented in my own positively charged way, I recommend, review, and discuss my favorite comic book picks of the best new comic books that just came out, the fresh, the new stuff. Never miss an issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, just subscribe to it. And please follow us along on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all in one conveniently located place at Sunspots Comics. So please spread the word and tell a nerdy loved one about our podcast. We'd appreciate it. Quick couple of thank yous and also the part two of our musical announcement. Thank you to Nick Papa George. He makes our super great Sunspots Comics theme song. I love it. Please check out his band, Solution. He is a lead singer, plays guitar as well, just melts faces on the guitar. Also, just go over to solutionmusic.net for links to their music and upcoming show dates. On this podcast, I'll be premiering song number two of nine called Old Guitar, which is one of my personal favorites, from their newest album called Palm Trees and Freeway. So I'm going to do nine in a row. This is number two of nine. I highly recommend this band. If you love reggae, rock, ska, or just overall feel-good music in general, you're going to love Solution. I do. Please check them out also on Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori for his brand new spinoff podcast called Sunspot Scene. They just uh, released episode eight. It became available yesterday. It's my son, Jables, his two buddies, Matt and Moises. They call themselves the Kung Pao 3 Delight. Talking about movies, TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. So they review movies. They even at the very end play like a hilarious game. So if you subscribe to our Sunspots Comics podcast, you're already going to get it. It's also on SoundCloud and all the other podcatchers. It's a fun time. Check it out. It's called Sunspot Scene. And also check out their Instagram at Sunspots Scene. And now we're going to get into the Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 128, starting out with some stuff that's been floating around in my nerd brain. The first thing that's lodged deep inside my nerd lobes is some comic book and movie TV news. 
So, there's a movie that just came out. It's called Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Wonder Women. It is in theaters now. I really, really want to see this. I just want to put the word out there. It's on my brain. It's in theaters now in limited release. It's about the unconventional life story of Dr. William Marston. He's the Harvard psychologist and inventor. And it's about his relationship between his wife and his lover that ultimately that inspired the iconic superheroine Wonder Woman. It stars Luke Evans, Rebecca Hall, and Bella Heathcote, directed by Angela Robinson. It's in limited release in limited theaters. Check your local listings now. It's very cool. It's, you know, semi-autobiographical about the life of Dr. William Marston, the creator of Wonder Woman. So check that out. It's called Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman in theaters now. That's basically all the comic book movie and TV news, so that closes that part of it. But the next thing that's on my nerd brain coming up really soon is Stan Lee's LA Comic Con. It's almost upon us. I can't wait. It's coming up on October 27th through the 29th. That's Friday through Sunday. The mega icon Stan Lee will be there, of course. I mean, the con's named after him, so he has to be. <laughs> Uh, a guy you might know named Dwayne The Rock Johnson's gonna be there. Pretty crazy. He's gonna be promoting Jumanji. Uh, Scott Bakula, you remember him from Quantum Leap, of course, the Star Wars series. Uh, Mr. Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubin's gonna is gonna be there, and some of the I Zombies uh, staff, including Rose McGyver, I Zombie herself, and just a ton of other stars are gonna be there for signings. If you're into that, there's gonna be some exclusive S L L A C C. Boy, it's a long acronym. Uh, the uh, TMNT, some more acronyms, 75th variant cover with art by the amazing Humberto Ramos. That's one I definitely want to get. Super excited about that. Put that on your checklist. Of course, there's mega cosplayers aplenty. Just abound everywhere, so get your cameras, smartphones, and devices ready. There's lots of them. All kinds of fun nerd panels just up the wazoo. <laughs> it's a list that goes on and on, so I won't highlight those. But And so much, so much, so much more. Give giveaways, freebies you know all kinds of raffles and fun stuff it's one of my favorite cons of the year i know i go to like six and i would say last year it was my favorite of all the cons i went to so get more information tickets are still available go to stan lee's la comic con if you live in california you should definitely make your way there if you don't want the ginormical hassle and the monstrosity of the San Diego Comic-Con, I would say this is the second best thing. Um, it's just a little more personal. It's a little more, it's still giant, but it just seems to be a little more down to earth and a little less crazy. But Stan Lee's LAComicCon.com, check it out. And also on my nerd brain is Halloween Comic Fest. So on the same Saturday that Stan Lee's LA Comic-Con is going on, that Saturday, October 28th, it's free Halloween Comic Fest. So it's kind of, it rides on the coattails of, of free comic book day. All you got to do is just go to a local comic book shop on October 28th, Saturday, because they're giving away up to 30 free comic books. I've seen the list. It's fantastic. Not all the shops, unfortunately, are going to be giving away all 30. So you can call ahead. You can kind of visit a few. I typically go to about three or four different local comic book shops in my area just to see how many I can get to potentially get as many of the 30 as I can get. Plus, there's lots of comic book shops that have great sales. They have cosplay contests and raffles. So definitely worth a trip to a local comic book shop for sure. Saturday, October 28th, free Halloween Comic Fest. Here are my five favorites of the free Halloween Comic Fest free comics that I strongly recommend getting these five. Here you go. Quick list. Baby Teeth issue number one. I've been loving Baby Teeth from Aftershock Comics. Grab that. Batman Night of the Monster Men looks like a one-shot, just sort of monsters and Batman. Who doesn't love that? 
Chilling, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Season 2 is what they're calling it. So it's definitely in preparation of the new CW Riverdale spinoff that's coming next year. So that's hyping it up there. Definitely get The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Hellboy BPRD 1953. Just, it looks awesome. And last, get the classic Thor reprint of Thor issue 354 by Walter Simonson. So this is a freebie with the first appearance of Hela. So, or Hela. It's a perfect pairing for the Thor Ragnarok film that's coming out October 2nd. So those are my five recommendations. You get those five free ones immediately. But Halloween Comic Fest, Saturday, 1028. Mark it down on your calendars. Go to HalloweenComicFest.com for more details. And another thing that's lodged inside my nerd brain is an article that I read from Newsarama that says that comic book sales are up 6% in the bookstore market and 37% of those, those buyers are women. So that's good for them. This report actually pulls a ton of data, which I really love a ton of data when it comes to how the comic book world is doing. It pulls from overall sales through Barnes & Noble, Target, other comic book uh, chain retailers like book chain retailers, not comic book stores independent bookstores, online retailers, and mass market retailers. And it says that overall, uh, compiling all the data, that the paper sales of comic in those particular markets are up total about 15%, which is great. And they even go to say that there is a whole new audience emerging from comics and graphic novels. These are readers that are younger, they're more diverse, and they're getting their books from a wide range of channels, including these paper channels, bookstore channels. So that's just great. It's just something outside the box that the younger sort of generation of comic book readers are getting into. So I love that. It overall says annual growth sales in this market is up 15%. And that's one of the highest growth categories in the trade book marketplace. That's big because uh, overall, I'd say paper is just kind of on a slow, consistent decline as far as sales go. But this category is the number one seller. This is just uplifting news. It's just nice to hear that paper sales are on the rise in these in these little niche markets like bookstores. It's crazy to say that a bookstore is a niche market and that they're getting younger, they're getting more diverse, and they're supporting paper comics. So if you fit into this category and you're listening to this right now, thank you for your support for comic books. And just keep on buying. There's no way you could have read everything. So keep on buying. So just a cool little thing that's on my nerd brain about how that the paper comics world and that little niche is doing well. So just thought I would mention that. And the last thing that's on my nerd brain is I'm actually creating my own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Man, we're getting so super close to getting the, to the end of issue number one. It's This is truly a passion project of mine filled with all, just all kinds of love for me, right from my heart. It's been a dream come true since I was just a wee lad to write my own comic book. So I'm doing the writing and the coloring, the lettering. My friend Jordan, Jordan Hudson, is doing his gorgeous art. Please check out his Instagram. It's at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. His art's gorgeous. Thank you so much for doing the art, Jordan. And just a quick Zombie Destroyers update. I'd like to give you a little sneak peek into what's happening with the creation of my comic. Jordan's actually working on the inking on page 26, so he's got the pencils done. I'm actually putting just some of the fine-tuned little last-minute finishing touches on pages 27 and 28, which is the final two pages. And page 29, this creepy little autobiographical bonus page that I'm jamming on to the very end of the first issue of Zombie Destroyers, which we hope to release before this year is over, but we'll see. I'm doing some flattening, some coloring. You can see some stuff that I've just I posted today on my Instagram at Sunspots Comics. And also, if you want to see a look at, if you want to take a look at some of the sample pages of what my comic book Zombie Destroyers looks like, just go to sun, sunspotscomics.com 
and click on Zombie Destroyers. You can see the cover page, uncolored. Pages one through four, of course, uncolored with no letters yet. And a picture of Jordan's dad, the artist of Zombie Destroyers, cosplaying at Rose City Comic Con as Zombie Destroyers' father and mentor, the character I created called Bruce. It's bonkers good. <laughs> you gotta see this. It's so accurate. It's so amazing. More than I could have ever imagined. You just gotta see this. So just go to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers, put your eyeballs on all that stuff. And next up, I have an iTunes review mention. I just wanted to say thank you to podcast listener 424242. <laughs> That's their... That's their... <laughs> I just laughed when I saw that. Um, for just highly recommending our podcast. Just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and for taking the time to reach out. I know it's a small thing, but 424242, it really means a lot <laughs> to me, my delicate little oversized nerd heart. So many thanks. I really appreciate that. And if you email me your address uh, to chris at sunspotscomics.com, 424242, I will mail you a just little comic book thank you prize from me personally. So hit me up, send me an email with your address to chris at sunspotscomics.com. And thank you again for recommending the Sunspots Comics podcast. And a quick mention to our segment called Spotlighting. I actually love to sit down and have a little nerdy chit-chat with independent comic book creators like myself. So if you yourself are a, you know, you're any in the business at all and you're, you're trying to break into comics or you're already in comics, you're doing it, just hit me up. Send me a copy of your review of work. I'd love to look at it. Or just send me an email to chris at sunspotscomics.com. Of course, just message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics. We have a ton of interviews in the feed. Just go to the feed and look at them. You'll see there's a bunch of great just comic book creators there. So thank you so much. We've got some more lined up, so there is more coming. And also on the side note of spotlighting, I may be a guest on a few podcasts in the very new future. I'm just trying to figure out the schedule and how I can fit around doing my own stuff and then jump into other people's podcasts, but that's coming up also. But that's just a mention of spotlighting, so if you'd like to have a nerdy chit-chat and you're in the comic book biz, hit me up, and we'll do that right here. And so let's now get on to my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I pick my favorite comic books for new comic book day Wednesday, October 11th. And of course... Slight, slight semi-spoilerish alert, but really have no fear. I just really want to inspire you to buy these comics without spoiling them. I never discuss the last few pages. I leave them alone and only cover just some of the interesting points that makes up these comic books that I discuss. But just in case, super, super light semi-spoilerish alert. Also, if you want to see everything cataloged, all the stuff that I'm actually reading, all of my favorite picks, just cataloged. And laid out for you, easy to see, just go to sunspotscomics.com, click on pull list. I read 107 titles currently. I know it's a bunch. Also click on top comic books of the week to see all of my past top picks. I update it, simplify it, compact it every single week. I'm super proud of it. It's an easy breezy site. You can go in, see some stuff, look at my list, look at what I consider the best comic books, and get out. Uh, you won't get sucked into a large void text for multiple hours. It's easy peasy. Go to sunspotscomics.com. Dot com every so often and here we go now let's talk about the art winners that i selected i always pick a artist winner and a cover artist winner this week the artist winner was tyler crook check him out on at all the social media at mr tyler crook for his gorgeous beautiful fantastic art for harrow county issue number 26 he has been a top artist pick more than once in the past just go look at previous feeds I love his style. Absolutely love it. It's this watercolor style, 
of coloring and he, ha he makes these totally believable faces on each character just totally immerses you he also does these very warm country landscapes and these dark wildernesses that in such a way that I find myself just pausing and staring at these far shots uh, just getting lost in them because they're beautiful it's like this Rockwellian Americana nostalgic feeling I get when I take a seriously long gander at Tyler Crook's work so it's master class art thank you sir so easily winner of the week Tyler Crook check out Harrow County issue 26 and the cover artist winner Man, this was a beauty uh, goes to Guillaume March I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly check out all of his social media at they'll spell it g-u-i-l-l-e-m underscore march m-a-r-c-h on all the social media this has a ton of lines this is such a spectacular action pose there is just so much detail to chew on here i just kept coming back to this over and over and over again and looking at it it has this iconic classic monster look like almost like the mummy mixed with a like modern influences from say todd mcfarlane i would say maybe is an influence of Guillaume, could be totally off on that, but it, I, oh, you know what, look at the comic book called Haunt that Todd McFarlane actually drew, it reminds me of that in a way, mixed with like sort of the mummy, like I said, classic universal monster, look that up, it's just amazing, absolutely amazing the amount of detail that Guillaume delivered in this monochromatic but very fine line styled cover page, I just can't get enough of it, it's just a beautiful action pose, easily cover winner of the week, thank you, Guillaume March. Again, check him, check his stuff out at Guillaume underscore March. And of course, I put all the links to the show notes. Just click on episode notes. You'll see it there. And the breakdown. I actually read 16 comics this week, so medium-sized, medium to large. And six of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list, so not too shabby. I like that. I'd like to get to 50%, but I wasn't quite there. I also knew number ones. Listen closely, because this is an opportunity for folks to just kind of jump on. I go over a lot of stuff that I'm 20, 30, so many issues in, 966 issues in, but I like to highlight the new number one, so if, if folks want to just jump in right now and grab these, then you're right there from the beginning, and there's always something a little special about that, but three new number ones came out this week, and only one of them made it to the top pick list, that's right, and it's a super great one, which we'll discuss here in a second, so let's get into the top comic book recommendations, this is the great ones list, folks, for new comic book day, Wednesday, October 11th. I seriously consider these worth buying. They're the best of the new comic books that came out this week. Go buy these right now. Go. Well, not right now. Listen to the rest of the pod and then maybe go. <laughs> so now on to the countdown. Coming in at number six is The Dying and the Dead, issue number six. This is from Image Comics. This is written by Jonathan Hickman. This is art. Beautiful, stunning, iconic, very minimalist, very strange and odd looking art by Ryan Bodenheim. And he loves just having these white back backgrounds on everything. Even these primary characters that are like these otherworldly, immortal beings are just done in Moon Knight style, where they're just, just stark white. And they just absolutely contrast everything. It's like the sun doesn't affect them. No matter what angle the light is coming from, and the other characters in the comic have the respect of light, the primary, these alien, immortal beings are not affected by sun. They're just stark white like uh, Greg Smallwood doing Moon Knight. Look that up. But this is this weird story about how humans have had to stay in communication with this strange alien immortal beings that are deep within the earth, that live deep within the confines of the core of the earth and don't die somehow, I guess because they're immortal. And they've built this civilization and they are ultimately 
they're sort of puppeting and manipulating human beings throughout the earth to to do whatever they want them to do <laughs> and that's kind of the gist it's a little all over the place is a tough comic to truly just grasp and understand the concept but it's ultimately that very interesting relationship that's hanging by a thread like seems to be on the verge of war there's not many of these immortals but they we don't really know the extent of their powers but most humans throughout the years have bowed down to them have bend the knee and this this particular issue goes back to imperial china in say world war ii when the these immortal beings are claiming that they are responsible for hiroshima and that this will happen again unless they return this artifact that can kill the immortals so the chinese sort of government here imperialistic government is is conflicted in one way they want to uh they're given promises that they'll stay alive and there will be no longer uh hiroshima bombs you know attacking them i guess it's japan not china but anyway um and they are just conflicted in giving this this weapon this artifact to these immortals uh if and wondering if they're going to keep their word so it's just sort of this struggle of this going back and forth with is this the right thing to do to hand this weapon over to the very beings that control them and manipulate them and are the puppet masters of modern society and so it's a lot of flashbacks there's this these crew of soldiers that are kind of on their way to try to meet this uh the imperialist uh, government and there are uh, all kinds of strange obstacles where the, we now see some of these different immortals again all stark white with these uh spears that uh, are about to maybe fight them and they even take a second to where they show one of these immortals just shooting arrows at like eagles that are flying over their castle and it's just nuts how accurate they are they're all like all high level hawkeye leveled characters that can just snipe you know 10,000 feet up <laughs> eagles or hawks flying over their castle it's crazy but just to show you how badass they are they give you a moment of that but it's hard to completely describe this story but it's beautifully drawn like i said it has that feeling of moon knight because of the stark white characters and again it's that 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 trying to have that balance between the immortals taking over and humans being allowed to live so check out the dying and the dead great stuff there's been some crazy sporadic release dates for it so if you can just go grab all six now so much easier there's been like a year and a half between i think four and five and then five and six have come out really quick like so very inconsistent shipping there so just kind of get them now because they're on number six so coming in at number five is detective comics batman issue number 966 and man this was good stuff i was really surprised by this this is the surprise hit of the week because batman's been uh it's been okay for me lately not good high great slash level or great enough um to really just be truly excited about it it's taken a, a little bit of a dip but this one comes right back and look it's right here on the top picks countdown written by uh, james tinian and art by eddie burrows great art solid consistent what you would expect in batman art lots of just rain and brooding and dark and shadowing it's great art and super colored well just absolutely each page pops and it just everything looks sort of neon and bright uh sort of blended with this stark black dark noir gotham city background great stuff but here is the so without going too spoilery into some of the things that have happened with robin being taken prisoner by this dr oz who he ultimately thought was Osmatius of, of the Watchmen series, but is not. That's all I'll say. And it's Red Robin that's been captured, and this is sort of how he escapes, and who does it is himself. Is uh, <laughs> is Tim Drake from the 
future or alternate reality? Yeah, it's going there. And I kind of groaned at first, but it puts it together well. It has this uh, time travel-y feel to it in that Tim Drake of the future has to break out himself. And there are consequences. There are thing that's, things that have happened in his world where he has to make sure that, that Red Robin escapes and lives on. Well, I'm trying not to spoil a ton of this because there's some great little reveals in this. That's all I'm going to tell you. They do fight Doomsday. Doomsday escapes. And you think they have no chance. I mean, the Doomsday killed Superman. But they use their brains. They use science. And it's just fun. It's it's gadgety. And I that's what I've been missing in some of the Batman stories of late. From All-Star to just Batman to Detective. Is some gadgetry. And it's not Batman that uses it. But Red Robin and Red Robin is Batman in the future. And they kind of explain that. And how it all happens makes strange sense. You have to read this. It's standalone. You can actually just read this by itself. It explains things. It does have a little sort of previously on that it sort of mentions. Takes a little time there, but not too much. But I love that they have to first get Doomsday out of the way. And the way they do it is really smart. There's tons of splash pages and action here that's going on. My number two action pick of the week. And what a cliffhanger. <laughs> and now I got to read 967. Whereas, um, you know, Batman, I was maybe thinking of giving it a break. But I can't. I definitely am going to hang on here. Read 966 and you'll be excited. You'll want to read 967. Great stuff. Detective Comics. Get it. Of the Batman titles, it is my favorite of the Batman titles currently. It does go back and forth, yes. But right now, solid stuff coming from Detective Comics. Check it out. And coming in at number four is from Marvel Comics. It is Daredevil issue number 27. This is written by attorney slash comic book writer Charles Soule. And gorgeous, 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 noir, dark, minimalist style art from Ron Garney. I say minimalist because he just lives in the shadows here. He plays with shadows, plays with light. It's gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. There's a scene where Daredevil is just in this pit as a prisoner. And there's a grate that the light is coming through. And he just nails it really well. And it looks real where the sun or moonlight is shining through the grate. And sort of sectionalizing Daredevil as he lays at the bottom of his prison pit. But this issue continues on with Daredevil in China. He is prepared to scour the earth for Blindspot, his sh very short-lived sidekick that is in China. Who uh, in, he, They basically tell his kind of interesting secret origin of Blindspot. Uh, he lost his eyes. This is not too crazy a spoiler. This was a long time ago. He lost his eyes with this great fight from this great new villain called Muse. Go back and read the Daredevil arc that that unveils Muse and is the whole sort of six issues about the rise and fall of this supervillain that I hope, 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 hope we see more of. It's awesome. His name is Muse. But this has the cruelest of cruel cliffhangers, folks. You, folks, you're going to, your mouth's going to drop and you're going to go, no, no, don't leave me there. But they do it. Fantastic cliffhanger. That's uh, a humdinger. And also this one is to be concluded, it says, uh, which uh, makes me sad. You're like, no, but... Uh, all great things come to an end. But this is ultimately of, of Matt uh, Daredevil going to China, trying to find Blindspot and save him, and he kind of knows it's a trap, but they give you this delicious origin of Blindspot. And I hope he becomes Daredevil's sidekick again, but uh, some stuff's going down here. It doesn't kind of look like it. You'll see what I'm saying if you check it out. But Daredevil, one of my favorite Marvel comics still. It's been solid. It's been consistent. It's been a high pick for multiple weeks, an art-winning Daredevil. Go get it now it's fantastic fantastic 
But here we go now, into the top three, the best of the three comics that came out this week. Here we go. Coming in at number three is the only new number one that made it into the countdown right here, our artist cover winner of the week. It is Ragman, issue number one. And just a quick, before I go into the breakdown of who uh, did this and who created it, of course we have the cover winner by Guy M. March. And I just want to give you a quick origin story, a little origin story factoid about Ragman. So here you go, enjoy. He first appeared in DC Comics, Ragman issue number one, in August of 1976. He was created by Robert Kaniger and Joe Kubert. And interesting is that he was originally written as a Jewish character, like with Jewish background, which was a very rare thing at that time in the 70s. It's also very loosely tied or inspired by the Golem of Prague, which is a real thing of Jewish folklore, I guess, real as far as it's in Jew Jewish folklore, this Golem. And then jumping forward to today, uh, Ragman actually makes an appearance in the CW show Arrow. I, I saw that he's in Season 5, Episode 2, called The Recruits. So you can check out the latest inclination of what they their interpretation of what Ragman looks like. But in the show, he vows to return. Uh, that's all I can tell you. And there, I read a couple of articles I just sort of dug uh, for a sec. And it does say that Ragman will return sometime in Season 6 of Arrow. So if you're watching Arrow, Ragman will be there sometime soon. So there you go. There's just a quick little origin story factoid of Ragman. But now back to the review. Again, cover art by Guillaume Marsh. And this is actually written by... It was one of those where they put the who it was all from at the very, very end, which always makes it kind of tricky to find. But uh, I follow both these people on Instagram. It's writer Ray Fox and art, beautiful art, Inaki Miranda. And it's great to see this character of old be revived in a fresh new way, so I love that. And... This cover, like I said, you have to see it. It's kind of Spawn. It's kind of Mummy. It's kind of uh, uh, Haunt. Look at those, all those sort of comic imagery. It's just a lot of sort of loose clothing, like tassels and uh, strips of clothing that makes them kind of look like the Mummy. And there's just a grenade being thrown at him. And it's kind of just about to start exploding. It's this great little paused action scene. Great stuff for the cover of Ragman number one. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I hope we see more of it. But... This establishes the origin of this character, whereas they're sort of in, in the Israeli desert somewhere. They're kind of maybe mercenaries, or they're just tomb raiders, ultimately. <laughs> but they they may be um, military guys that have just kind of gone AWOL. But it's set in the sort of Middle East, in this Israeli desert, where this group of um, military guys are, are raiding a tomb. And they are seeking for fame and fortune and treasure. And they go back and forth between, of that entire group, only one of them made it out, and that is our, sort of our character, uh, Ragman, who is infected by uh, the tomb, and it has that sort of almost Egyptian sort of curse feel to it. I'm again trying not to spoil everything, but now he's sort of dealing with the aftermath of that. He goes to, uh, he, he goes to a psychiatrist. I love the respect to sort of psychiatry actually helping him here. Uh, I love that. Uh, I'm a big believer of it. And it flashes back to sort of what they saw and what happened in these deep catacombs of the Israeli desert when they found this tomb of the Ragman Beast monster and how it sort of took him over. So it's a great origin story. Not, um, I love that it's paced in a, in a quicker way. It moves very fast. It doesn't feel kind of boring. And you know, I did not groan going, oh, here we go, an origin 
It was refreshing. I enjoyed it. It was done really super well. It didn't just tell it in a linear way. It kind of flashed back to it, went back and forth between how his life is now. Uh, his dad, his father, runs a pawn shop called Rags and Tatters. That actually is uh, to the original comic in 1976. It's written very much like that. His father has a pawn shop store called Rags and Tatters. Goes along very much with the sort of overall visual uh, design of the character Ragman. So just kind of, I love that. It's, it plays upon each other. And there's a nice relationship at its heart here. It's a great little father-son relationship that they have. And there's flashbacks to him in his childhood hitting a pinata. And um, it's just great stuff. A nice little character development along with him and his dad. So I really enjoyed that. I'm a sucker for father-son stuff, father-daughter things. Where it has that heart, it has that that hope, and it has that 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 concept of camaraderie together with family. I love it, and so we get to see his character. We get to see these other sort of villains that come into play that maybe want the Ragman suit, and we sh they show very much just show. I love when they actually have that moment of birth of a character, and they show that here. He's literally wrapped in a in a cocoon, and then is birthed as Ragman. So. Very cool, very cool imagery. I love how they have these slits of sort of orangey yellow that come out of the tattered rags that surround Ragman. And he just has these nice edges and points and sort of eyes in the shape of Spawn. I love that. I keep saying it, I know. But if you love that, it has very much like web-like tendrils that Todd McFarlane loved. There's just a ton of his rags that are used to for him to climb and, and scale a wall. And I just, I love that. And the creatures that are coming after this suit are interesting and look very much in the vein of Ragman. But I'm all in. I mean, I think they need to make action figures of this. I think they're doing a really good job at reintroducing a classic character in an interesting way that should get us excited. I hope they mix it up with other DC characters, uh, Ragman, but you know, all too early to tell. We'll see how this does, but I recommend that you get Ragman issue number one. It's again from DC Comics, and it's uh, it's just a little off the beaten path for what DC's doing. It's a mini series, it's, it's six issues, so this is the number one. Go grab it now, and beautiful cover artist winner, like I said, Guillaume March. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. And coming in at number two is Harrow County issue number 26. And this is from Dark Horse Comics. This is from Cullen Bunn and Tyler Crook. And this is the art winner of the week with Tyler Crook. Again, Mr. at Mr. Tyler Crook on all the social media. But again, it's his watercoloring style. It's his nostalgic uh, Americana look and feel of the countryside that he draws. That is Harrow County but it's ultimately how he sells the emotions. They are realistic. They feel real. There's a lot of moments here where we see our main character, Emmy, in tears because of some things that are going on with her dad. That's the very core of this. Again, me and father-daughter stories or father-son stories. They get the old heart thumpity-thumpity. But <laughs> this has uh, Emmy's evil twin, Cammy, who is re rebirthing out of the sort of tree area that she was that she died and and she's just been gaining power and and sort of taking haunts and haints that they have in these in in carroll county and sort of slowly rebuilding to come back and have sort of round number two with emmy versus cammy they are sort of not really sisters but they're just of one made of one woman of one evil witch that was buried within that tree and one has the side of hope and respect and wants people to live in peace and cammy is the just absolute exact negative of that so 
they are coming together. They are, and and sadly, Harrow County is caught in the middle of this craziness. And their their friend is also caught in the middle. Uh, Emmy's friend, who she had a short battle with before, but now they've sort of on the same team to fight Cammy. But this is ultimately what happens to Emmy, our main character, the one we care about, about her father. And she even has the skinless boy to try to help, but he just he sort of can't. It's Cammy is is overpowering. She she's got some very dark powers here, and uh, it's I don't want to spoil it. There's a great cliff sort of heartbreaking cliffhanger at the end, as Colin Bunn always does. But Colin Bunn's doing a lot of dark horror right now. Uh, one of them that comes to mind is Regression. I would say Harrow County is still I'll say this my number one. Uh, piece of writing that Colin Bunn has done ever and I've read a lot of his stuff but this is multiple Eisner winning this has been multiple picks of the week for me multiple art winner multiple everything it's top-notch Harrow County I can't explain it enough uh, I gave it uh, as a recommendation to my friend that has a podcast called My Haunt Life and Russell uh, who's on the podcast actually read it and recommends it and loved it and has bought some of it and he doesn't really even read comics anymore at all, so that says something there to you. But it's solid, solid work. Beautiful stuff. Perfect, too, for this Halloween season. Get Harrow County and trade one and read it in the dark with some Halloween music on. Perfect! I, I can't, I mean, I just, you gotta do that. It's, it's just so much fun. Perfect for the Halloween season. Harrow County. But the number one! Here we go. The one that beat them all. The top of the mountain here is uh, coming in this week at number one. No big surprise to me. It was uh, easily the number one, and it was I read my comics alphabetically, so it was the first this week, I think, and it held the number one spot. I love that because it had to battle everything else that came after it of all 16 comics. It was number one, Baby Teeth, issue number five from Aftershock Comics. And this is written by uh, the this glorious team, too. I hope they stay together and do more stuff. This is Donnie Cates. On writing and art by Gary Brown. Gorgeous, gorgeous work. The art style here is, I would say that it's clean and it's realistic. There isn't really a cartoony feel to this. The coloring and paint style is something very unique. A lot of crazy neons, then it goes to dark purples. So there's a lot of very bright and very dark and it plays with that. I love the way it dances between the light and the dark. But this is about this young girl named Sadie who's 16 years old that has birthed an antichrist ultimately. They didn't see 666 on its forehead or anything, but the day that this demon baby was born, there was like a, an 8.0 earthquake in Los Angeles the day the baby was born. Not a coincidence. It, the epicenter was right from where the baby was born. And it has to drink blood. And there is this militant society that has killed a bunch of these demon babies, hell babies, over the years. And they're after Sadie and the family and that the core of this story is the family unit that her dad is an ex-military marine her sister who is really kind of really psychologically messed up but she's a super strong badass female character named heather she speaks very little she sort of doesn't care who's in her way to protect her family she will murder death maim and destroy anyone that remotely puts her family in danger she is a psychopath, yes, but she's like a psychopath with a code and keeping her family safe. And I love that they sort of created her character as she was just born angry. And they just simplify her as that. And it's just an interesting character development piece altogether. Even the dad, he's a pilot. They are very honest and open with each other in this. Like you would think it could cause all kinds of havoc. 
if there was lies involved and the dad not telling Heather and Heather not telling Sadie and, and lies and Sadie just going on the run and trying to live on the streets and by herself. But this is also told from the perspective of way in the future is Sadie with baby. We're not sure telling the story from the a very far future, it seems like, or maybe not too far future. So we don't know if all the family makes it. Because you only have one person telling the story in the future, and that is Sadie. But uh, I'm just telling you really the concepts of the comic. But this one in particular is the action-packed fight winner of the week between Old Man Marine Dad and this 18-year-old assassin girl that attacks the family. This is truly a story that just seems to be stripped down to the bare essentials, but at the same time, it just gives us so much... And it, it, it has that, it grabs that concept less is more. It really just keeps it, keeps it simple, but telling such just a fantastic, unique story, it has heart, it has tragedy, it has possible world-ending peril here. <laughs> it's It's got this unique, fresh character building here, which I love, and we get this new character that we get introduced to. It's like a super-powered warlock, and I love the name, Dancy Cherrywood. <laughs> it's like a bad porn name. <laughs> But it totally made me laugh. Um, but he's super powered. He's this witch with powers. He's on the opposite side of that that strange, dark government facility that is coming after all and to kill all the demon babies. He's He believes that the demon baby is the chosen one, like the king. And they must bring Sadie and the king and their family back to their castle, wherever that may be. <laughs> but I love also this great design and look of this cat monkey demon. Uh, that's the best way to describe it. It's this monster that's kind of waiting ominously in the shadows nearby. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> but ultimately, you care about the main character, Sadie, here, who's 16 years old, and potentially birth this demon baby to end all things. I am in this to the end, no matter how long it takes. It's just action-packed. It's fun. It's character development. Uh, baby Teeth issue number one, by the way, is a free comic, like I said before, coming out on Halloween Comic Fest, October 28th, for free, issue uh, number one of Baby Teeth with an alternate Halloween cover. Check that out at your for free at your local comic book shops this Halloween Comic Fest, October 28th. But anyway, that's the number one. It easily won. It just knocked them all out of the park this week, easily ahead of them. Check Baby Teeth out. It's worth your time. It's only on issue number five. You can jump right in, grab them. It's been a consistent release, too, which says a lot. Hats off to the action of... Everyone there at Aftershock Comics for, for keeping the team together and keeping it delivered on time. I know it's hard to do, but easily the number one pick, Baby Teeth. Go get it immediately. So there you go, folks. That's the Sunspots Comics podcast issue number 128. Let me lock the vault door. There you go. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day, October 11th. Please go to a local comic book shop. Buy these immediately. Tell them Chris at Sunspots Comics sent you. If you have questions, comments, you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, please email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's a comic book out there I should be reading. Tell me what your recommendation is. I'd love to hear it. And I'll give you a shout out on a future podcast like right here. Please check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. My last one was about this really super duper service that I got from the BB-8 folks from Sphero that make BB-8. Super customer service experience. Go check that out at blog.sunspotscomics.com. Please sign up for our email newsletter. I'm still gathering and putting that all together at sunspotscomics.com contact. And tune in next week for podcast number 129, where I'll be reading a list of, oh, it's a small week next week, 12 new comics that come out on October 18th, Wednesday. Three new number ones. I hope they are all super duper good. We can jump on. I can tell you about them. 
all coming out next week that I want to check out. And here's just a quick sneak peek into some of the awesome comic books coming out next week for Podcast 129. So here we go. No particular order. Superman 33 is coming out. Super Sons, number nine. Been loving that. Star Wars Poe Dameron, number 20, is coming out. I just can't wait to see what's going on there with Leah or General Leah Organa Solo and these sort of side missions for Poe Dameron. Killer Be Killed, issue 13. Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Captain Phasma, 404. They've been coming out weekly for that, and they have all been stellar. Issue number one was a top pick. I think three was. They're, they're always in the top pick, and they're ending it 404 next week. So definitely go and grab Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Kind of getting up to that Last Jedi movie coming out in December. Captain Phasma story. It's like a little side story. James Bond Kill Chain and Invincible issue number 141. The end of all things. Only four issues left of Invincible. I can't believe it. I'm going to be really sad when it's all over. But man, like I said, all great things come to an end. Like this podcast. So... (laughs) Um, it's going to be a friggin' ridiculous week of comic books next week, folks. So please subscribe, listen in, and just tell a nerdy loved one to check out Sunspots Comics. We really appreciate that. If you missed anything, all the links, there will all be mentioned there in the podcast show notes, by the way. Don't worry about that. And thank you so much for listening. I hope I inspired you to buy some of these great new comic books. They're the best. Please give a little back and help us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Please go to iTunes, give us some friendly words, and hit us up with five stars. I'll read it on the podcast like I did for 424242. (laughs) And personally, thank you by mailing you a little comic book-related prize from me personally. And so I'll leave you with track number two from the band Solution from the album Palm Trees and Freeways called Old Guitar, one of my favorites. So until next week, folks, spend time with the ones you love, especially if they're nerdy. Be like water, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. Later. Projecting my reflection into the sea Condemned by fear of floating endlessly The waves are building up too high Fueled by inhibitions that won't subside And then you taught me just to let it go Before I explode Just give it up Just give it up to me
found this old guitar in a broken land. Buried deep beneath the desert sand. Can't break my shield, the wall's too high. Fueled by negative, I've been dirty. Comics Town.